Welcome to Discover the Vocation. I'm your host, Father Danny Santos. Great joy to be with you once again as we continue our journey in these episodes, learning about the various people of our diocese and hearing their vocation story. My guest today is Father Robert Weaver. Father Robert is currently the Associate Pastor of the Catholic, the Chatham Catholic Family Parishes. Father Robert, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Father Danny. Nice to be here. How are things going? Um, you recently were uh, appointed as the Associate Pastor of the New Family of Parishes there. How are things going? Uh, how has your experience been so far? Very good. Yeah, I've, I've actually been here a little over a year. It's uh, July 21st. So, uh, yeah, there were three new priests we came in. Uh, uh, Father John Jassica, the pastor, uh, Father Darius Lewandowski, associate pastor, and uh, myself, also associate pastor. So we've been here uh, a little over a year, and um, it, it's been very good. It's, it's a pleasure to get to know the people um, within this community and just a lot of a lot of exciting things happening um, and and our spirit and life center next to St. Joseph's Church there downtown um, we've been getting some different things going there some film series real outreach to the to uh, the broader community so yeah very, very good here excellent excellent so uh, Father Robert on this program we ask our uh, men and women of our diocese you know what was what was your you know the beginning of your life where 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 did you grow up did you grow up in the diocese of london or did you grow up somewhere else and how did you end up being in the diocese of london yeah well um i grew up uh, i was born in in penticton british columbia so i'm originally um from the west coast and uh so i was born in in penticton lived there uh first few years of my life and then uh grew up in uh summerland summerland british columbia which is very close to Penticton. So this is all part of the uh, Okanagan Valley. And um, well, just different things uh, occurred. However, um, I, I went, uh, as I got into my professional career, I, I uh, went into social work and um, ended up uh, kind of going the academic route and ended up in the United States for a while. Um, and then uh, as I was seeking employment, uh, I got a position at the University of Windsor. Um, and then from there, I, I very much uh, had discerned that God was calling me to the priesthood. And with that, I, I uh, was in the Diocese of London and, and joined the Diocese of London as a, as a seminarian. So that's kind of um, how I ended up here this, in this part, of the, this part of our country. So Excellent, excellent. Um, yeah. What was your faith practice growing up? Did you, uh, were you involved in the church? Were you an altar server? Were there any priests that had a great impact in your vocation? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, yeah, we were certainly, uh, we practiced the faith. Um, my uh, parents were uh, married in 1960. Uh, my father was an Anglican at the time, my mother Catholic. Uh, I have one older brother, John, and uh, so we were we were raised Catholic, and um, yeah, the two of us, we did, uh, we were altar servers, and um, I, I enjoyed that. I wasn't, you know, particularly drawn to it, but I, I enjoyed it, and I certainly um, enjoyed going to Mass. I, I remember one very uh, pleasant memory. I, I, I still remember making my first confession, which was on Holy Saturday, my first communion on on Easter Sunday. I think I was eight years old at the time, and um, I just I remember feeling very happy, like I knew something very good had happened. 
Um, and so that that was certainly a, a, a quite a noteworthy spiritual event when I was very young. And then there was one particular priest too. Um, uh, his name was Father John Hennessy, and he's uh, been deceased for quite a few years. But he was an oblate. There were quite a few oblates, uh, order of uh, oblates of Mary Immaculate, in that part of the country. They evangelized Alberta and, and British Columbia, and he would come there, particularly during the summer. He wasn't our regular parish priest, but he would he would come to visit, and he was just so joyous and. Uh, I always remember just anytime Father Hennessy was around, I associate that with joy. He really had the joy of the Lord within him. And he loved, loved God, loved the priesthood. And so as I look back on that, that was that was certainly a, a significant influence in my own priestly vocation. So. Right. Um, so what got you, like, was there a major moment in your life that led you from, you know, being a university prof to discerning the, the priesthood? Was it a, a, a particular moment or was it something that just kind of took time over the years of your life? Yeah, and that's a great question. I'll have, because I will have to backtrack a little bit. Um, I, I suppose if we were to sum up <laughs> my priestly vocation, it, it's better late than never, because <laughs> I am a, a later vocation. Now, that being said, um, I did, uh, when I was quite young, I, 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 once I got into kind of around 2021, 20, um, and I was, um, still living in British Columbia at this time, I was starting to feel um, some definite signs, a call to the priesthood, and it was becoming um, quite significant. And uh, And I did pursue it. I, I did one year um, at Seminary of Christ the King. This was in Mission, British Columbia. So that was way back 1988-1989. And then I uh, took a little time out, but I, I was still very, you know, I, I had a, a, a certainly a sense that God was calling me to the priesthood. And then from 91, 92, um, I was at St. Peter's Seminary, of course, in, in London, but, I, you know, I was studying for a diocese in British Columbia. And at the end of that, I, I made the, the decision um, to uh, leave the seminary. And in time, that's where I really um, pursued a, a career in social work. And, um, you know, I, I remember seeing a, a vocation video once, and you're, you're probably very familiar with this, Father Danny, but it was talking about there can be a latent period in somebody's vocation. In other words, they respond, and then there's just this dormant time, like it, they just, they kind of back away, and then it's just sort of, they seem to get involved in, in other things. And this vocation video I watched, it said, for most men, oftentimes that latent period, that kind of dormancy, dormant period can be maybe a few months or, or maybe a year or two. And for me, it was it was probably about 20 years, you know, and 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 then um, I was at the University of Windsor and, and kind of settled in there, but um, really starting to sense that God was calling me to the priesthood. Um, there was a certain dissatisfaction with my career and a strong attraction to the priesthood. And um, um, I started getting more involved. I was, of course, living in Windsor and I, was, I got very involved at St. Alphonsus Parish, uh, located in downtown Windsor. Um, and, and just uh, there, it, the, my vocation 
uh, was just becoming much more apparent to me. Yeah. Beautiful. And I know uh, we were both in the seminary roughly the same time. I was there before you, but you came in eventually. And uh, yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 and that was a great experience uh, to get to know you, Father Robert, over the years that you were in formation. What did you yeah. find helped you in the seminary? What, what was kind of a bit of a challenge for you as an older vocation? Because I hear a lot of times older men are kind of a little hesitant to go into the seminary with a bunch of, you know, 20 year olds who don't know anything or are green uh, or are green as they come. Like, what is your experience and how, how did the seminary help to form you as a priest for the diocese? Yeah, well, um, that, that's a great, uh, great question. Yeah, there, there's certainly challenges with that. Um, you know, I, I, before, before I went into uh, St. Peter's in, in 2013, started theology, um, I had a, a, a very good spiritual director, Father Mike Dwyer, who's still very active in our diocese. And, um, you know, you know, one of the things is, is obviously prayer life is, is very important and started praying the liturgy of the hours, um, even before, uh, going into the, to the seminary. And, um, so that, that helped in, in terms of my discernment. So by the time I entered in 2013, I was really very very certain that god was calling me to the priesthood it was a huge adjustment certainly um being you know in my uh, i think i was 47 at the time and and being on my own for so many years and and having a a, a career and, and that kind of um freedom there it, it was was a challenge um but um the joy of answering god's call and and just um the prayer life within the seminary and and the the, the study of, of theology, I really um, enjoyed the the uh, study of theology. The friendships that I made, um, exercising, running, you know, maintaining kind of good discipline. You know, I, I really enjoyed running. So all these things um, uh, were 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 very helpful. Yeah. Excellent. Now you've been a priest for um, I believe is it five years or four years. I'm coming up on the, uh, my fifth anniversary in, in April. Yeah. Excellent. So, excellent. Yeah. Um, what's your experience been like, uh, you know, what is the greatest joy of the gift of the priesthood that you've experienced in your time? Yeah, I, I love, uh, being a, a priest. So that, that, that's why that, you know, better late than never, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it really is a joy, uh, to be a, a priest and, um, you know, there's, there's so many different aspects of it. Um, but certainly celebrating mass and, and hearing confessions and, and preaching um, are, are very joyful, very much enjoy those. Do you find your gift of teaching is, a, is a effective in the priesthood? Do you find that you utilize your, your talents and that you've gained from your time in social work in the priesthood? I, I, I believe so. I, I, I think, um, see, one, one of the things I, I, I found uh, helpful, <clears throat> we're talking about seminary formation, and um, uh, one of the things we got in homiletics was, you know, in, in a homily, it's, it's very important that, um, you know, you just, you have one point and, and you kind of hit home with it. If you recall, you know, our, our hom homiletics professor, Father Al Momney used to talk about that being a pearl, you know, just one key thing. And um, so my background in, in social work in the social sciences, when we would approach any kind of research is, you know, you should try to answer one question. Don't try to do everything. And so then when Father um, Al Momney mentioned that about when we're preaching, 
you know, don't try to cover everything. It should be just one sort of key point um, that you want the people to come away with and an insight about the gospel passage an insight around the saint of the day that's um, being celebrated. It might be something you, you're, you're, you're want to uh, introduce them to a form of prayer or a type of, of action um, that they could get involved in, but it's just that one thing. And so I think, I think that's one example where um, background in, in social work teaching and research and so forth very much helped with the transition in the priesthood, um, particularly with preaching. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so it's a reminder that whatever the gifts we have in our past history are not to be you know thrown to the wayside, but can still be utilized for the, the glory of God. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, we have these different experiences and um, they come out in, in, in different situations. And of course, uh, in the confessional too, you know, oftentimes people uh, come with, with different things and then, and then, you know, there's a priest, you know, you're guided by the Holy spirit. And then you can also, you know, you can relate with some of the things that uh, people have gone through. So that's where, um, you know, God uses all that we've been through um, for his glory and for the salvation of souls. So that's, that's part of the beauty of the priesthood for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Now uh, yeah. to kind of go a little bit back to your story, I know uh, you spoke yeah. about, you know, you, you enjoy running and you enjoy exercise. Um, are you still doing that as a priest? Or do you still go for runs and whatnot? I, I, I do. Yeah. I, I um, not uh, quite as hardcore as when I was, in the seminary and um but i i do like to maintain a, a good sort of uh, fitness routine so um you do get out and do kind of run walks i find that's very helpful kind of to help prevent injuries um and uh also um uh, so i like to do that uh, not every morning but quite often frequently and then i also joined a a gym here we have a fit for less very close to uh the rectory where I live at here in, in Chatham. So get there frequently. And, and um, yeah, some of those, those things that, that balance um, find is really important. It helps with the energy level too, right? We want to be, you know, we've, God gives us that gift of health while, while we have it. So um, we should try to maintain that so we can, we can uh, carry out our, our priestly mission with, with energy and, and commitment. Mm -hmm. so. And I think that's the key to any vocation is, is the idea of balance, you know, sound body, sound mind, sound heart, sound soul, like everything in play, um, no, nothing yeah. can be neglected and everything adds up. Um, yeah. and, and you alluded to the importance of prayer. I know you spoke beautifully about, you know, praying the liturgy, the hours and anything, but do you find any other prayers that help you in your vocation, help you to kind of, you know, rekindle that fire sometimes when those days are rough or when that, that, you know, that appointment was tough. Like, is there any kind of prayers or, or pra prayer practice you've kind of, gives you life and gives you joy? Yeah, well, certainly um, the, the foundation is the liturgy, the hours. You know, I, I, I love praying um, the breviary and there can be times where, yeah, you, you know, you come back at, at night and, and uh, just things didn't quite go as you wanted in that last meeting or, or what have you. And there can be some, a little bit of uh, uncertainty within you, a little bit of anxiety. Um, and uh, uh, certainly the, um, I find that the praying the liturgy of the hours at several times a day, several times a day, um, it is so helpful. And 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 in the mornings too, you know, you just as I, I get up and and have that cup of coffee, and before I get out and exercise, pray the office, pray the morning prayer, and um, 
it, it kind of shakes the cobwebs out, but it, it really, I find, rejuvenates. Certainly rosary, the scriptural rosary, um, uh, is something that I've grown to love uh, more and more, praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And, um, and also, you know, as I pray, as I'm preparing to preach too, you know, there's sometimes it's like, you know, what am I going to preach about? Because <laughs> you think people have heard all this stuff. But um, I picked up kind of a prayer from uh, one of the priests in our diocese, and it's something along the lines of just, you know, okay, God, what is it you want me to give to the people today? And, and just submit to the Holy Spirit, you know, come Holy Spirit. I think Father Prier in, from the seminary, that was one of his big prayers. And I'll say that sometimes, come Holy Spirit, and just, you know, what is it you want me to, to give to the people today? And sure enough, the Holy Spirit will will touch something i can i can sense his presence is that you get that little that burn that's like okay i want you to to preach on that so um yeah these are different forms of prayer that are so important uh, in uh our relationship with christ and and our our priestly mission so no excellent i mean it's uh for me preparing a homily is, is a form of prayer because like you said you, you take it to prayer you read the readings and then you come to, like you said, the question to the Lord, what do you want me to say to your people? What do you want me to say to, you know, the people of God that's been afforded to me? Um, and how can I shepherd them? And a, a lot yeah. of times I find that when I preach to myself first is where the message comes. So whenever I preach, especially challenging homilies that struggling with prayer, struggling with, uh, you know, a life of holiness, struggling with our, our virtues, the areas of growth I need as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and oftentimes people ask me, and, and what's your experience of this? You know, people ask us, you know, so do you guys go to confession as well? And why, you know, why do priests have to go to confession? Do you find that that helps you to be a better priest? Do you find it helps people with their vocation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I mentioned having a spiritual director. I had a very good spiritual director um, who walked the journey with me while I was uh, teaching as a professor at Windsor and, 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 uh, um, so this, at least a couple of years. So, and of course I would go to confession to him and I, I continue to have a, a spiritual director that I'll, I'll meet with regularly. And yeah, part of that is, is going, um, to confession and, and yeah, that, that's, that's so important. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we meet, we pray together and then, um, you know, really, uh, discern, discover um, the Holy Spirit uh, working in our lives, and particularly at that time in spiritual confession, or spirit, excuse me, spiritual direction, um, how is God continuing to, to fuel and feed my priestly ministry, and, and where is he calling me in all of this, and decisions that we have to make in our ministries, um, spiritual direction is so helpful with that, and then of course, yeah, the, the sacrament of, of confession. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um, I tell people, you know, if you want to start becoming a saint it starts with spiritual direction and confession that's where you grow to be a saint yeah yeah and um that that's that's so true and 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 also the, the things you pick up too going to confession um i think my director is a very good confessor and then that helps you too in, in your own development as as a as a confessor you know you pick things up from from him and then you you uh share that with the people as you're hearing their confessions. That's yeah. true. That's true. A lot of times it's always like, you know, I remember a priest telling me in my confession, what you're struggling with is, you know, and then, and then it, it's kind of like, where did that, you know, that's the Holy Spirit acting. It's beautiful. It yeah. sure is. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a beautiful life. It really is. 
Yes. <laughs> Father Robert, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule with the Chatham Catholic Family okay. Parishes. I know it's it's a, it's a great deal of, of service and a great deal of work. But before we go, is there any piece of advice that you can give to, especially a young man who might be listening or watching the, the, the podcast, that can help them to take the next step towards discerning the priesthood, if they feel they're, they're called to that, or if they feel they're even kind of have just like where you were at that initial phase where you're kind of, I'm kind of thinking about it, but I, I don't know what the next step would be. Yeah. Well, I think we, we talked about different things and, and I, I think a, a spiritual director is, is very important. It, it can be your parish priest, but not necessarily, but I, I think it, uh, it should be a priest that uh, you really see God working in him. You know, you really see him as, as a holy priest. So I, I think that's very important and um, uh, regularly getting to confession um, starting to pray the liturgy of the hours, I think is very important. And, and that's something, again, your spiritual director can help you with that. It doesn't necessarily mean praying all, you know, the complete grievery every day, the, but, but getting into that rhythm. And I'd also say, you know, I, I recognize people are busy, but get to mass during the week. You know, it, it, you might not be able, you know, if you're working in school and different things, you might not be able to get to mass every day, but Along with that Sunday Mass, if you if a, a man gets to Mass um, during the week, even once or twice, that can be so helpful um, in, in in helping to helping to discern that that call. Because um, you know, just when we're open to God's uh, call in our life and 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 um, seek out His grace, you know, He does speak to us very very consistently we just have to put ourselves in that place to listen <laughs> and mass is an excellent way of doing that amen father robert yeah. thank you again so much um before we go do you mind giving us a, a prayer and final blessing sure i'd be happy to lord god we thank you for all your graces and your strength and your blessing we praise you and adore you we ask that you Help all of us, help all of us who are gathered here together today and who are listening to this broadcast that uh, they are truly strengthened and uh, uh, guided by you and that they always seek to do all things for your glory and always open to your call and your will in their lives. May Almighty God bless you, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm, I'm Father Danny. It was great to be with you. We'll see you next month for another episode of the Discover the Vocation. Same vocations time, same vocations channel. God bless. Bye-bye.